Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Linder Field as the Eagles have just kicked off to Indian Hill. Indian Hill back, picks up a bobble kick, but now he's going to run it all the way back to the 40, to the 30, gets pushed out at the 25, and he's the guy we're going to be talking about all night. D.J. Ames runs him out of bounds, but not until he gets all the way down to the Eagles 23. Welcome to a big game on the Eagles schedule, game number two non-conference against the Indian Hill Braves. Joined tonight by the A-team, Scott Chaxfield, Joe Ashbrook, and Joel Sobey. Guys, good to have you along tonight. Pleasure to be here, Dean. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, so Indian Hill is going to line up at the 23-yard line, heading into the south end zone. Eagles deferred. They start out in a pistol formation, hands off to number 20. He's going to get driven toward the sideline, but he's going to get a nice first down gain. William picks up about five yards. Ian Sawkill runs him out of bounds. He's second down and five from about the 20. Yeah, Dean, interesting on that kickoff return. The running back that ran it back, our guy Demetrius Baylor, fumbled it around a bit. Everyone got out of their lane, mixed up the Eagles, and he ran for about a 70-yard return. Hopefully they can stop him here. Right, second down and five. Pistol formation, high snap. They're going to hand it off to the back around the right side. They stop it, force him back, and Mike Phillips in the backfield stacks him up. Eagles drive him all the way back to the 35, but that's going to bring down a third down and about six at the 21. Great work. Wachowski in and also great work by the Eagle line. Third and long, got to get off the field here. Hold him to a field goal. It would be a huge momentum swing. Down, nine yards Big defensive go. stop here for the Eagles is needed. The yard line. They're putting it back to the 22. That's actually going to make it a third and long eight, short nine. So they're going to go shotgun formations, two receivers left, two right. Back to the right of the quarterback. High snap, but he chased it back. Now he's rolling to his right, throws it in the end zone, got an open man over his head, missed his receiver, and Sockill defending and Ames, that's going to be a fourth and nine. I'm expecting a field goal attempt. Nice result for the Eagles, Dean. Great kickoff return down inside the Eagles 30 and a nice play on first down. It looks like the Eagles are going to hold their field goal attempt. Clark was incomplete. All right, Clark was open. They rolled the quarterback out, had a receiver, but he just overthrew him. All right, so they're going to put the ball, they're going to try to – Hold at the 29th. We're looking at a 39-yard field goal from just inside the right hash. Waiting on the snap. Snap is good. The hold is down. The kick is up. Kick looks. Wide right. Just got it in. Almost missed wide right. He got it in through the upright. And, uh, again, a tremendous stop by CHCA. That was actually twice on the opening series. You saw them fumble the all around a little bit on the kickoff. You saw the snap go high on that third and long. They had a breakdown in coverage earlier in the season, you know, keeping their eyes, you know, not on the ball, not on the play. Hopefully they can correct that on the sideline, but a huge stop there to hold them to three. All right. Big game here for the Eagles playing the slightly larger Division Four Indian Hill Braves. They had a big win last week against New Richmond, 45-10. to 10. If you didn't hear the news, Eagles beat Carlisle last week, 
41-14. So both teams playing non-conference games. Big wins for both of them. Remember the Eagles, we talked at the end of last week, this two-week stretch of Indian Hill and then at Wyoming is going to be big for them. We want to pick up at least one of these. So Eagles ready to receive the kickoff. Dean, one thing to keep an eye on tonight, Indian Hill has some fantastic players and a lot of sides, but they play more guys both ways than we do. So the extent to which we could turn this into a track meet, side to side and vertical the whole game, they'll be interested to see if the numbers and the depth of our depth ends up being an advantage in the second half. All right, Bernard Ames and Julian Deep. This one's going to go deep into the end zone. That was through the end zone. What a kick. Big leg on the, on the kicker. That's Luke Lundberg. Kicked a 39-yard field goal, now kicked it through the end zone. Yeah, he's a very nice, that young man's a very nice kicker. Indian Hill's got a nice weapon. Luke Lundberg's kick. Dean, that was 70 yards in the air, that kick. That guy's going to college somewhere. Speaking of going to college, you have a bunch of D1 commits already for this Indian Hill team, especially up on the front defensively. So to see what the Eagles can do up against these guys, is going to be key. The Eagles have the speed, as Joey mentioned. The key is to keep this game close early because Eagles have more depth. More guys going both ways for Indian Hill. So Eagles start out trips to the right, single receiver left, drops straight back. There's a throw down the left sideline, almost intercepted. It was the Ames broken up out near the 50. Yeah, it was a nice pass, just a little zero coverage, little fade route. It was a nice throw, but good coverage by Indian Hill number three on that play, Trey Lopez the third. He was face guarding but didn't make contact, and right when the ball came, started to get his head around and just got a fingertip on it. All right, Eagles come back to the line. They're going to go same formation. They're going to go trips right. Julian Herman by himself on the left. Alex to the left. He's going to take it and go around the right end, gets the corner, up to the 25, gets dragged down at about the 27. Nice run, pickup of about seven or eight on the play. He's going to bring up third and short. Yeah, make him run inside out, sideline to sideline, all game. Dean, they're actually running a true cover one defense, meaning their outside corner is going to be put on an island. They tested him early. Guy held up really well, but we'll see how that continues throughout the game. I think CHA will be a hit a big one. Big one at some point. Yeah, it was a smart play to run it to the sideline instead of up the middle where Indian Hill is going to be able to beat us to the size. All right, they're going to go trips left, single right. They're going to fake the ball on the handoff to Alex. It's going to be cut by Cole Fisher, picked up the first down, gets out past about the 33-yard line, takes the handoff to Alex and takes it over the right side for a first down. You know, Dean, diversity and dimensionality can neutralize size. One of the nice things with Cole at quarterback and he is a true run-pass threat. So you've got jet sweep motion, you've got a back that can run to the edge, and you've got a quarterback that can run the opposite way. And let's see if that works to our advantage tonight to neutralize some of the size advantage. All right, right to the line of scrimmage, no huddle. They're going to throw out to the out to the left side to Tion, but it was high over his head. Got a hand on it, but that will be incomplete second and ten. Dean, they continue to run that man-free defense. Essentially, everybody's manned up on the perimeter. They have one safety. They only have six men in the box. CHJ's been able to hit them on the run a couple times with the pass. It's been locked down. All right, back to the line. Eagles moving quickly again. They're looking to wear down this Indian-held defense. They get 
a jump offside by 45. Eagles will pick up five free ones there, bring up a second down and five. Offside is being called against Indian Hill. Second down and five. All right, second and five. Eagles looking over to the sideline for the play call. Back to the line. Staying with his trips formation to the left. Single receiver right. Again, hand this ball off to Alex, who gets hit at the line. Maybe picks up a yard or two, gets driven back about seven, eight yards. But he'll only get about – actually, no, he lost a yardage on the play. That's going to bring up a third down in about five or six. And now you see why they feel like they can get away with six in the box. They've got three Division One recruits on their D-line up front. They may be able to hold with just six men in the box the whole game. We'll see. All right, big third down play here. We're going to call it third and five. Eagles are at the 38-yard line. Have to get to the 43. Two receivers left, two right. They're going to put in motion, but we got a – Metzler took off down the field about three clicks early. So that's going to bring up a third and ten. Didn't have the play call there. I mean, the uh, – it's that Canadian rules formation we put in, but we can't run it south of the border, the Canadian border. We can run it in Mexico, but not in south of Canada. All right. Getting out the early jitters. Brady's shaking his head. He's frustrated with himself, but he'll get a chance to make that up. Yeah, the hard thing about that penalty is it puts us in third and ten. Problem with that being if you're going to make Cole stand in the pocket – and sit in the pocket, it really plays into their strength with their D-line. All right, they're going to run the same thing. Aims in motion. Now look, and he's got deep down the pass interference. There's a pass interference all the way down at the 32. Herman beat his man. That'll be an automatic first down, 15 yards for the Eagles. Again, Dean, for those of you at home that don't understand what man three or cover one is, they are isolating on the outside with their corners against our receivers. It's man-to-man. That time we beat them deep, and it's a huge risk to take that each play. Got the pass interference plays, first down. Julian got a step on his guy. The ball's a little bit underthrown, but that's why the defender grabbed him early. And so that yeah. – so you rather take the 15-yard penalty than the breakaway. All right, so they're going to march this one off. Going to put the ball all the way out at the 50-yard line for the Eagles with the first down. And, Dean, we're not even four minutes into this game. There's probably been 20 plays. There's been two kickoffs. There's been multiple deep balls. I like The pace is good for us right now. All right, Eagles are, again, as they set the ball, the Eagles are at the line, ready to go. Actually, now they're going to back up because they're going to move the ball back two yards so they can put it at the 48. Ball on their own 48-yard line. Stepped it off wrong. Eagles looking over to the sideline. So far, our O-line's done a pretty darn good job. All right. Trips left. They're going to put Ames in motion left to right. Now he's going to come back. And now rolling to his left. Cole's looking, looking, pursuit. Throws down, and again, looked like the receiver got hit early, but no flag that time. Was looking for Tion going to the sideline. It's going to drop incomplete. It's going to bring up second and ten. It was slightly early there. Not a lot of contact. Probably a good no call. Second down and ten. All right, it's going to bring up second down and ten. Matt was very aggressive in pass coverage. 
All right, moving the ball to the far side of the field. Eagles have been putting DJ Ames in motion a lot. They're looking to get him free, get him in space. We saw what he could do last week. Then they get the ball in his hands. He goes in motion again, and now he doubles back. And Cole dropping back, looking for a screen. He's rolling out to his left. He's going to pick up some yardage. And he's going to get all the way down to the Braves 46. That's going to bring up a third and manageable. It was a screen set up for Alex Bernard. But Joe Oaks from Indian Hill, one of their star defensive linemen, did a really nice job of sniffing the play out. Well coached to Simon football. It was all over, Alex. So Cole did what was left to him. He just scrambled and ran to the near sideline for us. And it's his athleticism allowed him to pick up eight yards on that. All right, the Eagles got a great spot there. They're going to put that at the Braves 44, so that's going to bring up a third and two. Cole's going to hand the ball to Alex. He's going to try to get around the right side. He goes backwards, but he, he, he now he's going to cut the other way. He's going to get buried way out at the 48. Instead of just cutting that upfield, he tried to make something of it. He lost yardage. Eagles are going to have to punt the football. Got to go north and south in that situation, especially if they get close enough. This might be four-down territory. Now they definitely have to punt. Yeah, I mean, honestly, just in that situation, put your helmet down and try to get the two yards. All right. Fisher goes back to punt the football. He's going to be standing now at his own 39. Eagles took some time off the clock, showed something about their offense. He takes a snap. He's going to kick an end-over-end punt. going to hit a 20, but take a good eagle bounce back inside the 10. And there's a couple moves, and they're going to drop him down at the 25. No flag, despite what looked like a block in the back. Is there a flag? I think there's a flag on the field. There was a definite clip around the 10, but there's another flag at the 25. We'll see what that is. The side judge had a view, but we'll see. I came from the side judge. It is possible that he made the call. We'll see. Eric... Oh, instead they're going to call a personal foul face mask on the Eagles. Personal foul penalty is being called against Cincinnati. So instead of putting it half the distance inside the 10 on the clip, with the personal foul on the Eagles, this ball is going to come all the way out to the 44-yard line. That is a huge turn of events. And I see Coach Mueller is pointing back in the area that we're thinking there was a clip. All right, so actually the Braves are going to come up to the line at the 41. They backed it up a little bit. They're going to go two receivers to the right, single receiver left, pistol formation. Quarterback's going to hand the ball off around the left corner. He's got some room to go to the 40. To the 35, cuts back into the 25, to the 20. And Tion's going to drag him down, but there's a flag that's going to come all the way back The holding. Heather Wilkowski is rarely wrong up here. So we're going to test that principle here. And I hope she's right because that run went a long way. Holding has been called against Indian Hill. The spotter saw it with the, with the scope. They're going to bring that one all the way back. Can't fool the binoculars. <laughs> all right. It was an obvious hold, but concerning nonetheless. I think the size of Indian Hill has really shown so far in this game, especially on the offensive end. The five yard penalty. See if they can rise up here. Yeah, I think 
They, I'd run off tackle an awful lot if I. <laughs> All right, quarterback's gonna roll to his right. He's looking downfield. There was a hole there. Phillips in the backfield. Mike Phillips with a sack. Dropped him all the way back at the 31-yard line. Huge play by Mike Phillips. That was a hustle play, Dean. He came from his backer spot, and he kept his money. It was a rollout to the right. No one was open. Quarterback started going back to his left. Phillips kept his motor running and made the play. That was fundamentally a pursuit hustle play. I'll be honest, Dean. I'm not sure why Indian, Indian Hill's still trying to throw the ball. Their offensive line is very strong and hard up front. Our D line is quick. We're playing to our strength trying to throw the ball against it. All right, second down and six. Trips to the left. They're going to hand this ball up straight up the middle. Couple moves, but the Eagles wrap him up. Demetrius Baylor, number Demetrius one. Baylor picks up about five yards, but that's going to bring up a – Actually, they showed six yards. That's going to bring up a third and nine. Sanders on the tackle. Yeah, it's nice to see Colby Tony back this week playing some end right now. We've got Ben Sanders at one end, Colby Tony at the other, and I think Parker's playing the nose. And Parker's a real scrappy guy. So let's see if we can generate a pass rush on third and ten. All right. Two receivers to the right, single left, pistol formation. Quarterback's going to hand the ball off around the left tackle, and he's got a first down. And they're going to drop him all the way down at the 47 of the Eagles. Wilkowski drops him before he picks up more. But that's a big run for first down. I think Wilkowski saved the touchdown on that play. Third and ten, they just run off tackle. Very similar play to what the long play that came back for the hold, and thankfully Wilkowski stopped this one for going from going a long way, too. But still a first down. All right, trips right, single left, pistol formation again. They're going to run the ball up the middle this time, weaving his way and just jukes past Wilkowski down the sideline, and Sawkill's going to drag him down, but not until he gets all the way down to the 24-yard line. Big run. Dean, Demetrius Baylor, the way he runs the football, reminds me of Derrick Henry, who played at Alabama a few years ago. He's huge, he's strong, he's tall, and he has deceptive speed. He's a long, long strider. Outquicked a few of our linebackers there, despite having about 40 pounds size on him. So, let's see if they can bring him down. Hopefully they tire him out. He's going both ways, so we'll see. He's a good-looking good athlete. <laughs> All right, back to the line. That's them. They're bunching trips to the left. They're going to hand the ball off again up the middle. Hitting the backfield, but he stays moving. And 28, Adam Parker takes him down. I think it was Sanders had him by the shirt, spun him. He cut back to the middle. Parker takes him down. That's one of those sophomores that Coach Mueller's excited about. All right, right back up to the line. 444 and counting. Braves, if you're just joining us with a three-point lead, 3 nothing. Back to the line of scrimmage. Shotgun formation. Now they're going to – quarterback drops back. He gets a hold call there. He's scrambling to his left. He throws the ball out of bounds. But, but they're going to bring this one back. Yeah, we put Pinto in. Parker came out from the nose, gave him a blow. We moved. Robbie Glenn to nose. Pinto came into his right end position over the left tackle where they've had some success against us in the run game. 
and Pinto drew a hold on that play. It was Pinto came off his edge strong, and the only thing the left tackle could do was hold him. So nice job by Robbie Pinto, drawing the penalty, and we'll back him up. The major penalty because it takes them out of what would at least be conventional field goal range, although their kicker is extremely good, so we'll see. All right, so they're going to march this one all the way back to the 38-yard line. Holding has been called against Indian Hill. So that's going to make it second and 22. Second and 24. Trips left, single right, pistol formation. That back gets a stutter step before the snap. He's going to roll to his left. And they're going to trip him up. He's standing on his feet, though. But uh, he'll pick up about seven, eight yards on the play. Really nice play by Metzler. He didn't finish the tackle, but he just got up. He was blocked. We lost the outside backer in the end to block. Mark John Mark Williams is cutting inside to try to take it a long way. And Metzler did a nice job outside him beating his block, getting a hand on him, and the guys were running hard inside out and cleaned it up. All right, third down, 17. Ball is on the 31-yard line. Quarterback's going to roll again to his right. He's looking, he's looking. He throws back across the left. Jack is the only guy to make the play. He runs through the tackle, gets tripped up, but he's going to get a first down all the way down at about the 12, and that'll be a first down. Yeah, Dean Indian Hill's playing. West Virginia commit Jalen Thornton at an H-back position, and that time, it was almost like a screen. He's the H-back just offside the tight end on the right. Quarterback does a roll right, and he just kind of slipped back out to the left in the field. Wilkowski couldn't make the tackle after he made the catch, and he picked up the first down. Nice call by the Braves coaching. All right, first and 10. We're down at the 11-yard line. Quarterback's going to hand the ball up off the middle. Good pursuit by the Eagles there. They're going to hold him at the line. Wilkowski was in there quick. I think that's Parker in there, and they're going to stop him. For maybe a yard, maybe no gain. Huge stop there. Um, you can tell Indian Hills really committed to the run since they took that sack. They've really been gashing them a little bit, but that was a huge stop there. Second and long. Got to hold them to a field goal here. All right. Going to go back to the pistol formation. Quarterback is going to run the option. He's going to pitch the ball to the back, who now is going to cut back to the left. It's going to be a race to the goal line, and he's going to get in for the touchdown. And that's just an athletic run by the big back, Demetrius Baylor. And Indian Hills is going to go up 9 nothing with 231 left in the first quarter. Yeah, Eagles did a nice job at the point of attack on the option, but the backside end didn't have good leverage. He was able to reverse his field and – Beat our guys to the corner to the pylon, score touchdown. It was a night, you're right, and a very nice athletic run by, by Demetrius Dale. All right, so setting up for the extra point. Waiting on the snap. There's the snap. The hold is good. The kick is up. And again, beautiful kick. Kicked out across the entire track. So, with 2.31 left, Eagles find themselves in the first quarter down 10 to nothing. And that's just one of those things we haven't said out loud a lot in Eagles football in the last 20 years. 
the key so far has been getting off the field on third down. That first series they were able to, they held them to a field goal. On this particular drive, I think there were three separate third downs that they were able to gain first downs on. And, and all were third and long, which is obviously a major issue that they're going to have to correct. All right. Eagles huddled up on the field. Coach Mueller's right in the middle of it. Indian Hills lined up, ready to kick the football. All right. So back for the kickoff is Julian Herman, Alex Bernard, and EJ Ames. But if this kick looks anything like the last one, I don't think any of those guys are going to get a chance to touch the ball. All right. Here's the approach and the kick, end over end. That ball's going to go just past the G and Eagles and through the end zone again. Eagles will start at the 20-yard line. So it's time for the Eagles to put together a drive. Yeah, this is a very important drive coming up for this offense. You find yourselves uh, down 10-0 in the beginning moments of this game with two and a half left in the first quarter. Very important that uh, Cole Fisher and this offense can come away with uh, some points on this drive. All right, so the Eagles come out for their second series on offense. They begin trips to the right, and they're going to run the or to the left, sweep to the left, and Alex does not win the race to the corner, and he's going to pick up a couple yards on that play. Now they're going to give him three. It's going to bring second down and seven. Tell you what, Indian Hill is a very good football team. They've got size in the middle. They've got speed on the edge. We've made some plays. We're still in the game. This is going to be a really strong test. I think this this Indian Hill team is better than they were last year. It was a very good team last year. All right, back to the line. Cole with the hard count. Now they look over to the look over to the sideline. Now Alex moves to the left of Cole. Herman by himself on the right. Drops back and he's looking that way again. He's got him open. Caught at the 45 to the 40. To the 30. And you're not catching Herman. Herman takes it to the house for the huge touchdown pass of 78 yards. And Jacksonville calls it. Dean, they've been in that cover one defense daring us to do that all game. That's the third time, actually, we've tried them deep. The first time it was incomplete, they made a nice play. The second time it was pass interference on them. The third time, 78-yard touchdown. Let's see if they come out of it. I think they have to. All right. Mike Phillips out for the extra point. Oh, the kick is up, and the kick is good. And just like that, the Eagles go up. I mean, Eagles put seven on the board and cut it to a 10-7 lead. Talk about a quick strike offense. Football's about matchups, Dean. You have to see what the defense has given you, and you got to exploit the matchups you have. We did lose some real talented players, but Julian is a track star. 
Alex Bernard is a track star. We got Julian lined up one-on-one -on -one with the corner with no help over the top. And he beat him by two yards, and Cole made a nice play, and it'll be interesting to see if they start playing two high safety or if they try to do what they did to Mason last year, which was they just took their high safety and they put him over the top of him. I still don't see him doing it. It'll be interesting to see from a, a scheme. It'll be interesting. Matt will keep a surprise the rest of the game, but it'll be interesting to see if they make any adjustments because they've been – they got lucky once. They didn't get burned, and that time it hurt them. All right, so Eagles teeing up the ball at the 40. 40-yard line, gets ready to kick off. Student section came back to life. We got a great student section out there tonight, Dean. The Eagles are very well represented by our young people. Jersey night, so uh, the multicolored crowd versus last week's whiteout. And nobody's wearing Principal Nicholas's softball jersey. I'm really disappointed. What I'm looking for is I saw – Younger brother of Cole Fisher. I think he's wearing the throwback Astros uni. So keep an eye out for that. All right, approach. Phillips kicks the ball down about the 12-yard line. And coming up the middle of the field, Eagles are going to drag him down out at about the 34-yard line. And Indiana Hill will start its third drive there. Yeah, there is a difference for sure in the kicking game. Phillips does a pretty nice Here's job, but Lundberg puts the ball Hunter through Brian the end zone. The then they get returns. They've got two good returners. We're kicking it away from Baylor, I think, intentionally. But still, number three, he's a, he's a nice little returner. He had a punt return for a touchdown against New Richmond, which is a nice advantage for Indiana Hill. I'm sure it'll work for him all year long. Major weapon, major weapon. Our average starting field position has been the 20 because of the touchback. Theirs has been about the 50. Major difference. All right, they're going to hand the ball off again. They're going to get her on the left edge. That's the corner of the 40, the 45 to the 50, down to the Eagle 47-yard line. Dodson is going to take him down there with Herman. But, again, a gain of about 18 off the left tackle. They're killing us off left tackle right now. I, I bet they have, if they have 90 rushing yards or 80, 65 of them have been off left tackle, either on the reverse run, Baylor had the touchdown, or just off tackle play. All right, again, they're going to go the same place this time. He's through the line to the 40 to the 30. Uh, down about the 28-yard line, Dotson makes the tackle again. But again, rolls off another 18. Another off tackle run for Indian Hill, another first down run. DHA is going to have to figure it out up front. Their size is just wearing them down. Yeah, I mean, that looks like an identical play. Um, we're just going to – our defensive line is going to have to use their quickness to really get off that outside spot to get a tackle. They're rotating defensive linemen. Now they're going to run the, off to the left again. This time they had him slowed up, but he still finds a way to stand his feet. And he's going to pick up 11 for a first down. Eagles look to have him pretty much stop. Dodson makes the tackle one more time. Robert Dotson, once again, you know, we talked with Coach Mueller yesterday a little bit about his defensive team. He was pretty committed to being in the 3-4 defense, although he does have a 4-3 package in. Let's see if he switches it up maybe after the quarter or maybe after the half. The itch is really getting hurt on the off-tackle run. All right, back to the line. Two receivers left, single right, pistol formation. They're going to hand the ball off again. No, quarterback's going to keep it and go left himself. And the quarterback is going to scramble all the way down to about the four-yard line. They're going to call him down at the five. So with about a minute, five seconds left, Indian Hill set up at the five-yard line, first and goal. Goal nine. 
First and goal situation here. It looks like it's actually going to be placed at the four. CHA has an opportunity to come into more of a goal line defense. A little harder to score on the run down here. Let's see if they can hold them. All right, clock running under a minute, under 50. Indian Hill comes up to the line. Tight end left side of the line. They're going to go I formation. Two receivers to the left. They're going to now call a timeout. Indian Hill with 39.2 seconds left. Tough opportunity for the Eagles defense here. It looks like they're uh, making a couple personnel changes here, bringing in a little more size. Looks like actually a linebacker just came out and the D lineman went in. They may be going to a 4-3 here. Yeah, Dean, you got to be defensively when you're playing a, a team that's got some really good backs and a big O line and can run the ball. And you're a little undersized. You've got to be opportunistic defensively. On the previous position, Matt mentioned they had those third. We couldn't get off the field on third down. We make one of those plays and hold them to a field goal. It just keeps the the track meet aspect of the game within our striking distance favor for the long play. So hopefully we can bow our backs here and keep them from making these last four yards. It'll be interesting to see. Interesting to see when we come out formationally. All right, here comes Indian Hill. And Jacksfield called it. Eagles are on a 4-3 defense. Mueller makes the adjustment, adjustment down here on the goal line. With the full package, you're going to hand it to the tailback, who's going to take it up the middle for the touchdown. And with 35 seconds left in the first quarter, they're going to go up 16-7 with the extra point coming. Straight isolation play on that one. Indian Hill just lined up, ran it straight down the middle. CHA did adjust to a 4-3 defense, but that's also the first time Indian Hill's adjusted to an under-center uh, I-formation play. Indian Hill just rolled him off the ball. All right, so Indian Hill comes out for the extra point. The snap is high, but they get it down. Again, a beautiful kick right through the middle. This, these Braves have a good kicking game. So at 35 seconds left in the first quarter, 17 to 7, Eagles are going to get their third drive. We're getting Coach Chaxfield sending in advice. Dad wanted a shout-out for the old over-black defense. That's a 4-3 uh, where you're going to walk down your outside backer, um, essentially get five men on the line there, although it is a 4-3 defense. Your Sam linebacker is going to come down. I agree. And, I, and I, Joey, I, Joey agrees. Yeah. I, I often I, – I rarely disagree with your old man, but I agree. Luke exactly. Lumber, that's exactly what you're doing. I'll also say it was one of my favorite defenses being that Sam Watt linebacker that got to walk down. Ian Sawhill and Alex Bernard. All right, they put Ian Sawhill back instead of DJ Ames. Oh, no, actually, I think it's Herman that they're letting sit out on this one. All right, there's a kick, more of a line drive kick, but that's still going to find the goal line. 
and uh, touchback for the Eagles. Hey, we'd love to hear it if you're out there. Shoot us a text, 513-283-3385, 513-283-3385. Let us know you're listening. The warm, humid night here. Last Friday night of August. We'll see if that heat starts to wear guys down. Saw some cramping last week. We'll see what happens with that. Eagles are going to have two receivers left, two right. Alex to the left of Cole. Everybody's looking at their wristbands. Doing that man-free defense. Doing that same man-free defense that got burned on last time. All right, they're going to hand the ball off to Alex. He's going to go right up the middle. Going to maybe get a half a yard, but that's about it. We'll call it second down and nine. One adjustment they did make, that top side corner that got beat last play on the 78-yard touchdown. He's in fail technique right away. Right as the ball's being snapped, he's already in his back pedal. See if CHA can hit a couple short ones and then maybe get him cheating up and hit a long one. We're giving Herman a blow, looks like, on this offensive series. Josh, Josh Worth is in for Herman, which is probably a good idea because Julian's so important defensively from his backer position. You need to try to spell him and give him blows where you can. Coach is very excited when we talk this week. As the first quarter ends, teams switch sides of the field. Coach is very excited about this sophomore crop. And Josh Worth is one of those people that he said, keep an eye on this guy, really likes him. He's a real athlete. He's got size. He's quick. So he's going to be spelling Julian for a little bit, but we'll see him in the receiver position. Also plays back free safety. So we'll get a peek at him. But again, one quarter down. And in our conversation with Mueller this week, he said... The key is keeping in a ball game through the first half. He knew they were going to come out. He knew Indian Hill was going to throw it at him. He knew they were going to be tough. He knew they could score points. But he said the key for the Eagles is to be able to hang around because he thinks they have the advantage in the second half as they wear this team down. With that in mind, how do you guys evaluate this first quarter? Again, I, I, I like what Coach said about them potentially wearing down. They've got some studs up front on the D-line that also play a little bit of offensive line. I think they might get tired over time. But so far, Indian Hills really dominated the line of scrimmage, on, especially on the offensive side of the ball. All right. Cole takes the snap. He looks. He throws out the tee on who makes the catch. Can't spin out of the tackle. He'll get up to the 25-yard line. So that's going to bring up a third down and five from the 25. Yeah, that was a good little out route there by Dion. A good separation that he got between him and the cornerback. Now with third down and five, I'd expect maybe the similar thing, like that play there, or maybe Fisher rolling outside. Or maybe they give it to Bernard on the outside. But the key is going from sideline to sideline and not up that middle where Indian Hill um, is beating us with their size. We're an entire quarter in, and we have not gotten the ball to D.J. Ames yet. We had one pass that was defended, one attempt, but we have not successfully gotten him the ball yet. All right, Eagles with a little bit of confusion, trying to get guys on the right side. They're going to have to call a timeout. They were running out of time. Couldn't figure out where they needed to be. We had guys shifting sides of the ball, had to call a timeout. That's okay. This is an important play. 
It's third and five, right after they just had a nice drive, running the ball right, essentially right down our throat. So this is an important play for us to try to be able to keep the ball, keep some positive offensive momentum, and put another score on the board. So it's the first half, nothing wrong with making sure you got the right play call and you got your guys lined up right. Think about it a little bit because it's an important play. I looked at Matt. If we can wear them down, great. But right now they're wearing us out up front. And I'd, I'd take wearing out over wearing down right now. So we do have to change that paradigm. No doubt. No doubt. All right, so let's see if they find a way to get the ball into the hands of either DJ Ames or of Alex Bernard in space to be able to make a play. Bringing Julian Herman back out for this third and five play, given its importance. He's not been in for this series. He's now splitting out. No, he's like a tight end. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. He's coming into the tight end position. Let's see if there's some sort of design play for him here. All right, Cole drops straight back. He's looking. He's got some time. Now he's rolling to his left. He makes one move. Makes the guy miss, and he broke through a tackle. And Cole Fisher dances his way all the way out to the 37. And his feet and athleticism just got that first down all on his own. Cole was surrounded by three defenders. Looked like there was zero chance of getting the first down. I think Coach was already calling the punt team out. He able to juke them all out and run for about a 10-yard run on third and five. So he showed some strength on that run, too. That's impressive. That's an impressive little play. All right, so Cole gets him out to the 35, first and 10. Drive stays alive. Keeps that defense on the sideline resting. And, again, it keeps these two-way players chasing. They're going to run the ball on the sweep. No, Cole's going to keep it. And he's going to squirt forward for maybe three yards. And that's going to bring up second and seven. Another time it looked like he was stopped for no gain. Found a way to get three yards. Those are huge yards. Three yards brings up second down. Cole's a very nice little player. He's a nice player. From their own 38-yard line. All right. Second down and seven from the 38. Cole from the shotgun. Alex to his right. Trips left to the short side of the field. He's rolling to his right, looking. And a nice little comebacker to Julian. Got hit as the ball got there. Drops him complete. He's going to bring up a third and seven. Ball was thrown to the inside just barely. Allowed the defender to get a hand in there and knock it away. All right, another big third down play. Julian's staying in there. DJ's coming out. They put, I think that's Klusmeyer. Yeah, Klusmeyer comes in. Going to put Julian by himself to the left. Keon and Metzler to the right. Gavin H back in there with... Alex, who now goes in motion to the right. Cole looking back. Cole runs into his lineman, dropping back. Look out. Cole got hit from behind all the way back at the 29. Cole Fisher is tackled in the backfield by Zach Osterhaus. But he hops up. That's going to bring up a fourth down and long 
fourth and about 16. Eagles are going to have to punt this ball back all the way back at their 29. Nobody opened downfield. That was a coverage sack. Cole had nowhere to go. Was surrounded by four defensive linemen. He did the right thing. He ate the ball, took the sack, and we'll punt. All right, so looking to return the punt all the way back on the 37. Cole takes the punt, kicks end over end, Australian side. It's going to bounce inside the 40. It's going to roll down the sideline, stays back and bounds. This is going to roll all the way down to the 26-yard line. That was a great punt by Cole. He's going to help a little bit in that field possession battle that the Eagles have been losing badly. By far the worst starting field position of the day for Indian Hill. See if they can get a stop. All right, so first and 10 from the 26. Have 9.18 left in this half. If you're just joining us, Indian Hill up 17-7. to Opening kickoff, they ran 70 yards down the field, ended up with a field goal, and scored a touchdown to go up 10-0. Herman then scored on a 77-yard touchdown pass. And then the last drive, Indian Hill slowly drove it down our throats running the football. So they're going to start this play with another handoff off left tackle. And that time... Tackle made in the backfield and a holding penalty. Herman made a great play there, but they're going to bring this one even back further. Uh, great defensive stop there despite the hold. Spot through the hold, was able to make the tackle at the same time. That was a huge play. They'll take the penalty. It'll be first and 20. Wilkowski did a nice job from his outside backer spot to force the play so that Herman could come inside out. All right, so they're going to march this one off 10 yards. They're going to take this all the way back to the 15-yard line. Now it's really the worst starting field position they've had. Got to get off the field here. Really got to get off the field on this series. All right, so it's going to be first down and 20. Going to put number three in motion. Jet sweep. He fumbles the ball. Kicks it backwards. Eagles chase him down. He's going to – there's another flag thrown. He gets tackled at the 13. Klusmeyer with the tackle. Dana, I think it's another hold, but this time I think they'll decline it. It was about a three- or four-yard loss. It'd only be half the distance of the goal on the penalty. I think they'll decline this one. Yeah, exactly right. Another hold. Let's see what they do. I agree with Coach Jack Bill. I think he declined it. All right. Still waiting to see. He did decline it. See him waving his arms now. So that's going to bring up a second and 23. Penalty is declined. Second down. All right. Big series here for the Eagles to get the stop. Two receivers left, two right. They're going to hand this ball up right up the middle. And this time, Kobe Tony and I think Wilkowski were in on the tackle. Kobe busted through the middle, breaks that up, drops him. It's going to bring up third and forever. Huge play, Dean. It's like third and 20. These are the kind of plays 
you have just you've got to make. We gave up a third and seventeen earlier, but we got to find a way to make this play. All right, it's saying third and twenty-three. Ball placed on the fifteen. Two high safety, two receivers left, two right. And there's motion back broke early. I said earlier, he gets a stutter step before the snap. This time they called it because he got more than a stutter. He had a step and a half. They're going to back it up five more. Braves losing a little discipline here. That's the third penalty for him on this drive, really self-destructing. We'll take it, but they're self-destructing a little bit. All right, third and 28. Ball on the 10. See the Eagle defense get off the field here with decent field position. See if Indian Hill kind of surrenders here and runs the ball, or they try to throw it deep. Let's see, I, I kind of hope they throw it deep. I'm looking for a pick here. The way the run's going, I'd rather see him bounce it than run anyway. All right, they're going to hand the ball off right up the middle, and they're going to drop him just past the 16-yard line. And what a great Colby Tony again and Julian Herman. What a great series for the Eagles. And now, Ames and Barnard are going to be at their own 47, waiting on this punt. Yeah, that, that's exactly what you need to defensively for the Eagles. Now offensively, go put it in the end zone. All right, there's a snap and almost blocked. Kicked high and it's going to hang. Fair catch called, fumbled, but Ames falls on the ball at the 41. I don't know how that wasn't blocked. I'll tell you what, Dean, I think the punter saw it and literally ended up kicking the ball almost straight up. That's almost the only way it, it didn't get blocked at the angle. Really nice play by him, too, because it was so straight up. We couldn't get any return out of it. Indian Hill, it looks like we blocked the punt, our, our blocking punt return. We blocked punt return pretty well, too. So I think a low-line drive punt, we would have had a real nice chance to return it. And I think that was Connor Bryant, 33, who was the one in there who almost blocked that punt. That's a, that goes both ways. You also, it's, a, it's fourth and 28, and you see the guy break in there, and the other thing you're thinking is, please don't hit the punter. Just yeah, also just, don't hit the punter. Let's get the ball back. Yeah, he did. He stayed off the punter, which was good. All right, so the Eagles start this drive at the 42. Aims in motion. They're going to run the little pitch on the option to Alex. Alex gets all the way down to the... 37-yard line. It's going to bring up second and five. Gene, I like the play call because it's a creative way to try to get the ball to Bernard in space. We ran we ran the option to the short side of the field. They had numbers to the wide side of the field, and he was able to pick up five, five and a half. All right. So, second and five to 37. Two receivers left, two right. Alex to the left of Cole. Cole takes the snap straight back, looking, looking. Throws it down. He's got an open receiver, but he overthrew DJ, who was free down at about the 14, but that's going to bring up a third down and five. It was a nice play call against that cover one, single high safety. You run an under route with the outside receiver, and then the slot guy runs a corner, and he had it. And Cole didn't throw a bad ball. There was just a little too much mustard on it. Oh, that was that was a nice that was a very that was a nice play call. We just didn't execute it. Dean, I'd like to see a quick hitting run play. It's third and five. The ball's inside the forty. You're not going to punt. You got two downs. See if they do that. I like it. All right. Two left. 
Two right. Alex to the right of Cole. Looking over the defense. Alex can go in motion to the left. Cole drops back. Throws across the middle. Open receiver to Alex. Down to the 20. To the 10. Inside the 10. Alex Bernard takes the ball to the 7. First down, Eagles. Inside the 5. Inside the 10. It's a good thing they didn't run the quick hitting run play. I think it would have worked. You're right about 90% of the time. If you're playing baseball, you'd be a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, buddy. Don't get down on me. All right, they're going to go trips right. They're going to put Julian by himself on the left. Alex shifts over to the right of Cole. Cole takes the snap. He's going to keep the ball, go to the right, and he gets drilled right in the bread basket, dropped back at about the nine-yard line. Actually, they're going to put it at the eleven. And that is going to bring up a second down and goal from the 11. Great play by that corner. Um, that's number three for Indian Hill, Trey Lopez, one of their kick returners. He looks like he's a little bit shaken up after that hit, but it was a nice hit. Then he faked the jet sweep to Alex going left. Cole took it back right. And he came up, made a great form tackle, drilled him right in the midsection, but it shook him up. Cole popped right back up, ready to go. So there's an official timeout for the cornerback. He's going to have to come out of the game. He was a little shaken up after the head. In, in, in the playbook, he goes 5'9", 150. And for 150, he, he really laid the wood on that hit, but he's feeling it right now. He's, he's taking a seat. Um, trainer's coming out. He, he, he looks to be okay overall, but, uh, you know, just, just a little bit shaken up. He's an important guy for them. He's really their their third skill guy. They're really the second skill guy because they've got a two-headed running back monster they rotate through, and he's their next best athletic weapon. How about those Cincinnati Hills cheerleaders, ladies and gentlemen? They are Lizzie Kerman, Talia Crowell, Grace Goodwin, Catherine Hammett, Libby Hines, Teresa Hoyer, Anna Lawler, Sarah Metzler, Claire Mitchell, Mackenzie Murphy. All right, 5.56 left here in the first half. Eagles down 17-7. Second down and goal at the nine-yard line. Big play here for the Eagles. Walking off the Indian Hill player. Eagles now offense comes in mass back on the field. They're going to have Metzler on his own to the right. Going to have Sockill on his own to the left. Going to have the H back and to the right of Cole. You're going to have Alex. Now they're going to bring Ian in motion and. Cole's going to roll to his right. He's looking. He's looking. Now he's getting pressure. Steps up. Throws to an open receiver. Touchdown, Eagles. And that is the Ian Sarkill. Huge seduction. Cole Fisher kept that play alive with his feet. He scrambled back to the near sideline. Sarkill kept running all the way across the formation. Didn't stop. His quarterback found him in the end. Held on to a big possession for the Eagles. Team, we have the advantage standing up here in the press box. Cole Fisher's down there getting chased by four D linemen. 
He moved his feet. He stayed alive for a couple extra seconds. Everyone on the field was covered the entire time until he found his guy after keeping the play alive for an extra two, three seconds. Tremendous play by the quarterback. Sakio with the touchdown. The beat goes on. And I think, I think we need to give a credit so far halfway into this game. As much a struggle as we've had front seven-wise defensively, our line has done a pretty nice job protecting Cole and Beth. Vonderhaar, Lyle, Pinto, Gibson deserve a lot of credit. They've done a pretty nice job. And when you think about what Coach Mueller said, I want to be able to stick around in the first half, keep the guys confident that they can play with them, but keep it within striking distance. Well, with 539 left in the first half, tied 17-17, matching them blow for blow, he's got to feel pretty good about where we're at. This is another huge series. They were able to get off the field last time on a three and out. See if they can do that one more time, and they'll have an opportunity to score right before halftime. Also, they deferred in the first half. They're going to get the ball back in the second half. So, as one, one, uh, one thing Urban Meyer, as a coach, always said, the last five minutes of the first half and the first five minutes of the second half oftentimes tell a game. Let's see what happens here with 539 left in the first. All right. Heated it up. Mike Phillips, ready to put it deep. Student section in their jerseys building, pep band under the direction. End over end kicked is going to come down about the 12. Going to come straight up the middle with it. Now he's going to try to bring his left back to the middle. And Lopez is going to get stacked up. Somewhere around the 34, a scrum. I don't know why they won't blow the whistle. Still pushing. Look at Coach Mueller's wondering what's going on. They won't blow a whistle. But after about six minutes of pushing around, the pile falls down at 35-yard line, and that was a weird thing in high school football. That was odd, Gene. It's often cliche to say, oh, that was a rugby scrub. Matt looked at me. That really looked like a rugby scrub. Where they were rooking in there. I don't know why they didn't blow the whistle. I thought it should have been blown much earlier than it was. That's kind of, kids get hurt in those types of situations. You don't want to have too quick of a whistle, but you don't want to let it go for 10 seconds while they're just scrumming around. We're used to seeing a really quick one, so that one made that feel even longer. All right. Back to the line. Indian Hill's going to start at the 34. Gonna, quarterback's going to keep the ball going around the right. He's got a lot of running room. Up to the 40. To the 45. Drops him at about the 49-yard line, and that was Dotson makes another tackle. That was a great play by Dotson. He was able to force him back to the inside despite being blocked and then fought under the block to actually make the tackle. Probably saved another 10 yards on that play. From their own 49-yard line. Yeah, I mean, the, an, another good run actually with the quarterback this time. But defensively, got to get three and out right here. All right, quarterback's going to hand the ball off this time. He's going to come around the left side. There's a race. He gets to the corner to the 45 to the 40. Down inside the 40. They're going to mark it at the 39. Metzler tripped him up. But that's going to be another first down. And I think their youth has really shown, especially the outside linebacker position. They're just a step slow reading that outside zone play. They've been literally just a step away from making the play. I think as the year goes on and even as this game goes on, they'll be quicker to make that play. All right, back to the line. Two receivers to the right, single left. 
from the shotgun. Quarterback's going to play action. He's going to roll to his right. He's got a wide open receiver at the 29, down to the 20, inside the 10, and dragged out of bounds by Teon inside the 5. Going to mark it at the 3 yard line, but somebody lost their guy on that play. That was Trey Lopez, the guy that made the tackle down here at the other end of the field and was shaking up, came back in, really showed his speed on that play. Just a little Florida flood route, roll out to the right away from us at the press box. Outside receiver runs a streak, inside receiver runs a little out at 10 yards, and we didn't have anybody on number two. All right, they're going to go back to that power formation, the I formation, give it to the back, and he's going to go in untouched. And a great response by Indian Hill. Touchdown at 416. That was just over a minute. And they now go up 20. So 23 to 14. Indian Hill. Dean, they go to that I formation looking at the stat sheet here. They got a fullback to 6'3", 245, and they got a tailback to 6'1", 215. Stop the stop. I think about I think about running survival. All right. Bring the ball in for the extra point. Kicks down, the kicks up. Alex came around the end, but that kick's gonna be good. Alex and so 24 to 14. It is up and it is good, making the score Indian Hill 24. Cincinnati Hills 14 with 14 four minutes. And 16 seconds left to play in the first half. So 4-16 in the half. Eagles are going to get the ball back. See what the offense can do. Yeah, with 4-16 left and uh, to start to start the second half with the with the ball, the key thing for the Eagles right here is to get some points here to end the half. And then when you go out to start the second half, get some more points there so that you're tied or even possibly up by about four. All right. A big drive here for the Eagles if they can take the 416 off the clock and put points on the board. That is big. So let's see what they can do. Deep to receive the kicker, DJ Ames, Ian Saltill, and Alex Bernard. Ames, Bernard, Saltill back to receive this kick. But if it's anything like the rest of the day, nobody's touching this ball. End over and kick. Actually, that's going to come up short. That's going to be caught by Ian Sockill. Actually, it's Ames who's going to come all the way out to the 30. Ames makes the catch, makes one move, busts it up to the 30 from about the 10-yard line. So, for the Eagles, he's in field position. Well, the DJ, that's, that's DJ's first touch of the game. And... When you return a kick, it can help you get in a rhythm a little bit. I'd, I'd like to see us hopefully get him the ball in one of these first two plays offensively. We need to get him involved in what we're doing. All right, 4.09 left in the half. Eagles, Eagles down by 10. You're just joining us. The Braves 24, Eagles 14. It's been an action-packed first half. With 4.09 left, there we get a couple scores in here yet. All right, officials time out. Not quite sure why. Oh, they're fixing somebody's shoulder pad. All right. Eagles are going to come to the line at the 30. 
Two receivers left, two right. Alex in the backfield. Now they're going to fake the jet sweep to, to Julian. Now scrambling. Cole to his left. He throws downfield, hangs the ball, but it's caught. All the way down at the 40, and maybe a roughing the passer on top of it. Ian comes back to the football, makes a catch at the 40, and I think they're going to get personal foul on top of it. For a sophomore, Ian Sawkill shows some real presence. The touchdown, he kept running across the field and gave Cole a target. Same thing on that play. Cole was in the pocket, eventually rolled out to his left. Sawkill came all the way across the field. Cole hung it up, and he came back for the ball to make the catch. Gutsy play by Cole, too, by the way, to step up and take a surefire hit that was a little late and still deliver it downfield. All right, so that takes the Eagles all the way down to the 25-yard line. Dean, I don't know that I've seen a high school quarterback do a better job with his feet than Cole Fisher does. He's on the run. He's getting chased. He took a late hit. The guy was just about to hit him. But he squared his feet, turned, and threw the ball downfield. That would have been a pick if he tried to throw it off his back foot. There was a safety trying to close the gap. But he threw a strike about 30 yards down the field. Got a nice game. All right. Another stoppage of play. Official timeout. And Indian... Oh, another shoulder pad issue. So, Eagles are going to go back and huddle up real fast. They're going to talk about this as long as they got some time. 3.59. Yeah, we talked early on. One of the keys was the Eagles keeping these Braves who are going both ways constantly on the run. Well, they've done that. I'd like to see some stats on how many yards in this first half. Got to get a statistician up here. I'm going to talk to Eric Taylor, see if he's got that in the budget. I will say, speaking of uh, Eric Taylor, he was telling me we got a wonderful custom-made cover for the press box. Thanks to Mr. Fancit who made that happen. If, you, if you're getting a clear sound on the broadcast, because it cuts some of the highway noise, and it'll keep us out of the elements when the rain starts this season. So thanks to Mr. Fancit for the wonderful enclosed top of the press box now. All right, Eagles come back to the line. They're going to hand this ball off straight up the middle to Alex. Stays on his feet. Alex had a guy riding him. But he's going to take that down inside the 20. Nice little first down run. Extremely tough run. Showed a lot of physical presence there, despite him being more of a more of a speed type runner. He ran through about three or four tackles and gained seven yards. That's a Braves 18 yard line. All right, down to the 18. Second down and three. That's a nice pickup of seven for Alex. You're going to go trips right, single receiver left. Cole's going to roll to his right. He's looking, looking. Got an open receiver. That one was through Ian's hands a little bit. That was hot, but Ian's going to say he should have held on to it. Yeah, it's a real missed opportunity, Ian. He didn't – or Ian. Dean. Cole didn't need to throw it so hard, and Ian Sacco was wide open. Would have picked up a first down and kept the change moving, and now we're looking at third and a long three to short four. All right, and there's – They're going to send someone over to this. Oh, uh, 
That's Coffrey. Blood on Alex's forearm. Big third and three play. They're going to bring Glusmeyer in instead. I would have you know, been looking to run the ball in that play, given it's third and about three, and you're probably in four-down territory, but let's, let's see what they do here. I think Cole's going to use his feet to try to pick DJ, up the first down. D.J. Ames is really not that much of a change. All right. They're going to hand this ball actually to Klusmeyer. No, it is to Ames. Ames is going to go around the corner. Let's see where it's spotted. It needs to be just short. Let's see where they spot it. It was a high snap. Kind of blew the timing on that play a little bit. Let's see where they're going to put that. About a yard and a half, almost too short. So here's the question. Do you kick this football or do you go for it? They're going quick. Getting to the line. They're running a play right now. All right, back to the line of scrimmage. All right. He's going to try to go all outside. It's a little concrete play. He's going to try to hard count him and get him to jump. We might call a timeout at the end of the play clock. All right, so they got Klusmeyer in there to the left of Cole. Cole takes the snap. He's rolling to the left. He cuts it up the middle. Puts his head down, down to the 15-yard line. I think he's got the first down. He's got the first down. They're going to move the sticks. For a high school quarterback, Cole Fisher is our SAT. Smooth, athletic, and tough. There you go. Trey Lopez, the third. As is Joe Ashbrook. All right. And again, number three for Indian Hill is down on his back again. Looked like he dove in there and kind of made the tackle a little awkwardly, kind of undercut. Uh, Fisher on the tackle. We're not sure. Uh, it's it's an obvious first down, I, I believe, Joey. But okay, well, the, the spot the spot's a little behind where we thought he was, but it's still across the 15, which is a first down. And the one official immediately was motioning for the chains to move, but now they're like playing around with the spot. But they haven't moved the sticks. I think it's just an injury timeout, and they're looking out after the player. All right. So the player is up and walking off the field. Um, no, they're looking. Oh, no, now they're telling him to move the six. All right, first down. I started getting nervous there. First down, Cincinnati Hills. I've seen weirder things. All right. Sometimes we've benefited from those weird yeah. mistakes. I think we had one last year. I can't remember what it was. All right. So, Eagles back to the line. Alex back in the ball game. Two left, two right. Ames goes in motion from right to left. Cole goes straight back. Now he steps into the pocket, throws. Got a receiver down to the two-yard line. Dies for the end zone. And touchdown. Herman with another touchdown. And... A huge pass down to the two. Julian Herman would not be denied. Goes into the end zone. Eagles puts up six. Indian Hills corner came out of the game with an injury that last play. DHJ went right at the newcomer, able to score a touchdown. Great take, Matt. You're exactly right. All right. Eagles. Set up for the extra point. The snap down, holds up. 
kick makes it low, but he got it over the crossbar. So, 24-21, Indian Hill with 2.21 left in the half. Left to play in the first half. I feel like we played a whole game already, and we aren't to halftime. What was the over-under on this game, D? We're 45 total points already. Well, if you like offense, it's been your night. And to your point, the Eagles get the quick score. If they can hold now, Eagles deferred to the second half. So, Eagles will start half number two with the ball. So, this becomes a big defensive series. Yeah, and that's it. There's still 2.21 left on the clock. That means defense has to step up here at most, giving up a field goal. It's to get off the field without any points going on the board for Indian Hill going into halftime. With you receiving the kick in the second half to start it off, that's got to be a good feeling and even a necessary feeling something that has to happen for the Eagles. All right. Mike Phillips got it teed up. See if they can limit the return here. Approaches the ball. Line drive kick right down the middle of the field, down to the seven. Demetrius Baylor gets ahead of steam. He's out to the 30, to the 35, cuts to the center. Oh! And Alex Bernard drills him and drives him to the turn with a big stop. Dean, that's why you put a starter on special teams. You need that. They, the opening kickoff, they ran it back about 70 Great yards. Coach made a quick adjustment, put all his line. starters in on special teams. That was a tremendous play by Bernard. And that was absolutely beautiful. He stuck back. He didn't chase the runner. He stuck back, waited for the runner to come to him, broke down and made the tackle. All right, so they're going to begin this drive at the 33-yard line. They're going to hand the ball. No, the quarterback keeps the ball. He goes off the right tackle. He's got a lot of running room. Spin move out of the 45. He's going to cross the 50 into Eagle territory all the way down to the 47. And that was a beautiful athletic run by their quarterback. Nice play call. The last two drives they started with the quarterback keep, which is, you know, you're using your strength. He's not an he's not as athletic as Cole, but he is a pretty serviceable runner, and there was this wide open. All right, back to the line. This time he is going to hand the ball off up the middle. And gang tackle, and that was Eric Parker got him around the waist at the line of scrimmage, and he just hung on. That kid is tough like his mom. It's a four-yard game, but we'll take that at this point. The clock just ran under a minute 30. Indian Hill's not going to be able to run the ball all the way down the field and score here. All right, back to the line of scrimmage. Now pistol formation. Quarterback is in a play action. Keep it. He drops back. He's got pressure by Phillip. Pass down to the 38. He runs through it, and the Eagles are going to gain tackle him and take him down at about that 32 or 33-yard line, keeping the clock running. So it's 115. The clock holds until they reset, until they reset the six. First down, but Wilco Phillips make the ta- and Klusmeyer make the tackle. All right, it's first and ten. Yeah, between that was a double play is a double move on the outside play, and we're fortunate that wasn't a bigger play. All right, 
33-yard line. Quarterback now rolling to his right. Looking, looking, pursued. Throws deep down the field and turns around the defensive back and is caught for a touchdown by Indian Hill with 106 left in the in the half. A big play. Coverage was there. Spun him around, and the defender made the play. Uh, on that particular play, the corner just didn't get his head around. He was perfect coverage right there in front of him. Corner wasn't able to turn his head around. The receiver made a tremendous play. Caught it right at his hip, right around the defender's back. There is a minute left, though. See if CHA can get down the field and, and get another score. All right, in for the extra point. Snap, hold the kick, and he did miss it. He kicked it over the coffee cart, but he missed. I think the kickoff is really important here, Matt, for us. He's kicked four, five kickoffs now, and he put four of them in the end zone and one he had short. When we got to start on our 35 or 40, it'd be nice if he could come up just short again and give us another chance to shorten this field with only a minute before the half. So having just mixed an extra point, he's going to put a little extra leg into this one. I was just about to say that, Dean. I think, uh, I think he might have a little uh, little nerves he might take out on the ball here and send it through the uprights. We'll see. Yeah, he'll make up for the one he missed. All right. We have two playmakers back there who can do something with it if we're able to make this return. So if it comes up a couple yards short, it's definitely going to work our day. Yeah, Julian Herman is back there again. So you got the track stars back to potentially run back a kick. See what the Eagles can do here. 106. And I think the I think the the way this kick return goes says something about what kind of offense Mueller is going to play. All right, the approach, end over end, driven deep, but caught at the one-yard line. Here comes Julian. He's out to about the 24-yard line. And Eagles will start at the 24. Let's see what they're going to do here. One-yard line. Two timeouts, 101. Necessary to at least get three on the board right here on this try. Now I'd really like to see what kind of defense Indian Hill runs here. If they stay in that man free, I, I don't think that's a wise move. We'll we'll see what they do, though. All right. Another uh, official's timeout on the field. Did somebody see lightning? Oh, I think they're making everybody get off the field. I think they saw lightning. Well, gentlemen, with 101 left in the first half, we just started a 30-minute delay. Set the stopwatches. I think that was heat lightning, Dean. I think I think we're all right. <laughs> Let's go down and talk to him. Once again, thankful for the fans for the coverage up on top of the press box. I do not know if it keeps out lightning. We'll see. That's a, that's a tough play. 
All right, so looking at the radar, there are storms south of us. And there's a cell looking like it's about to go through downtown. It doesn't look that bad to our west. It's actually east and south of us where I think they saw it. Well, on the other side, the Eagles can come out fresh, almost like at a halftime. Take a chance to drive, and then get another halftime break. Actually going. Well, looking at the direction on the radar, that doesn't look too promising. No weatherman, Dean, but storms typically move from the east to the west. This one's going about due north, coming right up on us, so. Hopefully we get a little pocket here. We could be in for a long night. That's right, fans. Get ready. Get your coffee. Put away your nighty-night tea. Break out the scary movies. This could be 1, 2 a.m. We're not going to call that yet. We'll keep you in the loop. But we're prepared for anything up here. Now, Blog Talk Radio gives us a three-hour segment per day. So we're limited 7 to 10. But should the delay go really long past midnight, we will tell Eric to set up a 12 to 3 a.m. broadcast, and we'll bring you the end of this one. Now, for those longtime listening Eagle fans, this might bring back a memory of myself, Rob Hall, Rosie, out against the Clark game where we killed a half hour with charming wit and fan interviews for 30 minutes ready for a game, and then they saw another piece of lightning, and we didn't have it for a full hour. If lightning is seen again within that half hour, the half hour starts all over. So we at least have a half hour for when the lightning was seen. We are going to open up the theater, Little Theater Commons, Right across the parking lot from the main entrance, should the fans want to go in and seek shelter in there. There is only one person happy about this. It's Stephen Carter running the Leaning Eagle coffee cart. This could be a boon that surpasses Meet the Teacher Night. So if you haven't bought your kid a gift card yet, this is your chance from the Leaning Eagle. They will deliver one. If you got alumni kids living around the tri-state area, they might deliver to them too. So see the Leaning Eagle? The crowd is now pouring out. Dean, we've been in this situation before, and let's see what the refs and the head, the both head coaches have to agree to it. But if this goes long enough, they'll oftentimes count this as halftime, so there's only a minute one left in the half. And then they'll come out and they'll play the last minute take a quick quarter break like you would between the third and the fourth, and then just go ahead and play the rest of the game. Again, both coaches have to agree to it, but I think it makes a lot of sense in this scenario. See what they do. Save us a little bit of time. Matt, you're you're thinking like someone whose time is as valuable as yours is. (laughs) I want to know why the whole band left their instruments out here. Great. That's a good question. It's like lightning rods to me. 
I'm on Eric Taylor just walked through him. I'm wondering if he was I was wondering if he was gonna start helping him clear him off, but nah he didn't. The band looks like the rapture just happened. All right, so folks, started your stopwatch. I'm guessing we got about 27 minutes and 34 seconds left. Yeah, assuming there's no more lightning. The beauty is we're the only ones left out here, and we'll get to decide if we saw more. (laughs) That's right. And I'm feeling like it blew over already. If you look to to the west, it really does look great. I think the picture from Smoke at Home, Dean, we don't have video. Rosy Fingered Dawn is the way the Odyssey would describe it. <laughs> Actually, it's not Dawn, though, but it is Rosy Fingered Dusk. That one's for Lepofsky. But if you look to the south, staring straight into the gates of Hades. <laughs> well, that's why we're hoping. I hope it's not moving from there. Student section is just waiting for them to fire up the grill. They don't seem worried about lightning. Really, Dean, a shame. It's a beautiful night. The nice dark settling in. Got a great crowd out from both sides. It's a little muggy, but not too bad. I'm going with Jacksonville. I think it was heat lightning. Is there anything in the rules about what kind of lightning's lightning, I imagine? I like the distinction, though. (laughs) I would imagine all lightning is hot. Maybe we can get up somebody to interview here. Well, since we have a little bit of time... Let's see if we can get some folks out here to chat with. Well, see if we can get one of the coaches to get us some stats. No. All right, we'll see if we can get Eric Taylor up here to give us a little update on what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, could we please clear the stands and the fans can go to the little common theater, the little theater in the commons right across the way there. It's a real nice area. All right. All right. People are streaming out of the stadium now, heading over to the theater commons. But this is becoming the place to be underneath the Fancit cover. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are sorry once again, but it is the rules that we're staying. All right, so we'll get some interviews here in our little break. First, CHA Athletic Director Eric Taylor. First, can you fill us in on... What's going on with this storm and what they're thinking? Do you think we're going to get this in? Um, 
we talked about the possibility of this being counted as the halftime. They just answered it for me. Well, let's stop looking. All right, Coach Taylor, tell us about, one, what's going on in the logistics of this, and two, give me your take on what you're seeing. You're down on the field. What, how are things seeming from your perspective with this first almost half of football? Well, logistically, um, as you might have just heard, this is uh, this 30-minute 30 30 minute, uh, lightning delay is going to be used for our halftime. So when we return in 30 minutes or 20 minutes or so from now, when we return, we'll go into, we'll finish the last minute and whatever it was, 10 seconds, somewhere around there, finish the last minute, uh, whatever, of the second quarter, and we'll roll right into, right into the third quarter. Um, as far as seeing, uh, you know, what's going on down there, uh, you know, what a, you know, it's a heavyweight fight. It's, it's back and back back and forth. And, and, uh, two really good football teams duking it out. Um, you know, we, we've got to, uh, we've got to wrap up and, and tackle and bring their, bring their backs down. I mean, it's, uh, you know, they've, they've got some, uh, they've got some horses there. They're, you know, Indian Hills, a great football team, big physical, uh, and they're getting after it. And, and, um, you know, our guys are, our guys are responding, but, uh, you know, we've, we've got to clean up some of the missed tackles and, and gang tackle. It's going to, it's going to, you know, we've got to get 11 hats on the ball and, and, uh, you know, bring these guys down. Can you tell us a little bit about the fall? We, we chatted a little bit last week. We just gave a few little updates, but from your vantage point, right, as the AD, what do the different teams look like this fall at CHCA? What's going on athletically? Boy, there's a lot of, a lot of great things happening around here. There's, um, you know, the last, the last I looked, we had, I believe, six teams, uh, six of our fall teams in the top ten in the city. Um, you know, a, a lot of them leading the conference in different, different things. Our, our golf team has been outstanding. We've got a lot of great individuals that are, that are playing very well. Uh, right now, we, at the first uh, league golf tournament, it's a two-day tournament, the first day we, uh, we came in second. We're four strokes behind Seven Hills, and um, they, uh, we, we get another play, another day of play, and I, I think this is, you know, this is a golf team that could win the league. Our volleyball team has been playing outstanding. They had two big wins this week, one against Summit Country Day and the other against Seven Hills, swept both of them. Um, you know, and, and just an outstanding uh, group of young ladies um, that, you know, are, are the favorites to win the league again uh, for a second year in a row. Obviously, our football team, we kind of know, I'm sure you've talked a lot about uh, what we got here in football. Um, the, uh, the, goal, or the tennis team, our girls' tennis team, is, uh, is ranked, ranked in the state and playing really well. They've been advancing in the team state tournament as well. We have a, a huge, huge match against Indian Hill on Tuesday. Um, that will, uh, you know, top three teams in this area are all kind of in the same part of the bracket. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but tennis has been, been outstanding. Um, new cross country coach, David Valentine's doing a really nice job getting, getting our runners excited. And, and, um, you know, I, I see big things coming, coming out of that program, uh, cheer. Their numbers are fantastic. I mean, I see a lot of just outstanding, um, competitive type cheerleaders and, and just doing a, doing a fantastic job. Um, you know, our, both of our soccer programs have, uh, they're right there. Boys soccer lost a heartbreaker the other night to uh, maybe last night. They all run together for me anymore. Seven Hills uh, lost two to one to them and, and played really well. 
the girls have been uh, again playing. You know, it's early in the season for both of them, but they've they've got a uh, big game against Baden tomorrow, and um, you know, it's a good group of girls there as well. So, I mean, there, there's just a lot of great things going on in the fall. Um, I encourage anyone to come out and you know check these check these athletes out. They're they're working hard, and, and uh, a lot of great things happening. Coach, so to look ahead at the school year, a lot of big things happening athletically in the fall. What should Eagle sports fans be looking forward to this year? What are some highlights that you think could be some memorable uh, achievements or teams or standouts this year as you think forward to winter and spring? Um, You know, I mean, I I just kind of, summarized quite a bit in the fall I mean there are some really special things happening um and I, I think the postseason for you know for many of our teams and, and then some of our individual athletes you know for example and some of our individual sports like tennis or you know I, I think we're going to see a lot of um a lot of success uh in those in the fall in the winter um you know the uh the basketball teams are both going in the right direction um you know, Coach Lahan was new last year with our boys program, and, and uh, you know, they, they, they won the first playoff game, had a really nice year. They, they split with um, North College Hill and split with Summit Country Day, now dropped another league loss that ended up costing them um, the league championship, but that would have been a uh, – they would have been co-champs in, in the NBC with two very good teams in North College Hill and, and Summit, beating both of them once. Um, so a lot coming back in that group and uh, excited to see how – how they go, and, and Coach Shabalin with the girls' basketball program has uh, has done an outstanding job. That you know, and his last year was his first year. They went from seven seven girls in the whole high school program the previous year to 17 uh, under his leadership. So there's a lot of good energy and, and excitement, and the, the girls got better every single week. So um, you know, they had a they had a good summer, and and uh, exciting to see what what they do. And um, the winter uh, also swimming is. Um, you know we've got some good uh, some good talent returning and some really special uh, freshmen coming in as well and uh, so it should be a should be a interesting year for our swim team last year um, I think it was our girls team got second in the uh, in the NBC everybody's chasing chasing seven hills both boys and girls in swimming they, they've got a dominating program and and uh, and we're climbing up there and, and uh, competing well uh, baseball uh, in the spring uh, our baseball team has has a lot coming back and is really, really talented. I think they're going to have a phenomenal year. Um, our, uh, our lacrosse programs, both boys and girls, have really just taken off and, and uh, you know, um, under great leadership with, you know, Coach Lynch and, and you know, a lot of just hard work and talent and progress that's being made. And, you know, last year our boys had their first ever tournament win. Um, our girls have had a tournament win in the past, but, you know, are, are getting better every single year. Um, track program, we've got some great individuals in the. Um, you know, the boys boys tennis program as well. Softball was co-league champs last year. Baseball, I think, has won the league championship 14 years in a row, and hopes to extend on that this year. So, um, you know, just just so much to be excited about and and uh, thankful for here. Um, you know, as far as I, I hate predicting any kind of team. Uh, championship or accolades before, you know, before the work's in. Coach, 
Coach, thanks for spending some time with us. Big fall season so far, but all athletics seem to be running in the right direction. We know that doesn't happen on accident. So thanks for all the many late nights and long hours you're putting to get us there. So looking forward to a great season. Thank you very much. Me too. All right, let's uh, chat with a few other people we got up here in the booth. It's the only place we got people left in the stadium. So we've got a few folks up here first. Alumni Carter Jackson, who may have graduated, but I think he's around school more now than when he went here. Um, Carter, tell us some of the things you're involved in around here at CHCA. So I was brought on part-time to help with uh, archiving and video work in the theater. Any event that happens in the theater is uh, recorded, and then I edit it and author DVDs of all the performances. And then a little bit through the fall last year, uh, I talked a little bit with Eric about this video board that we were getting for the athletics department, and uh, he said that we were able to play videos, music, kind of stuff through it. So I was brought on to help design some of the assets that we use for all of the games, which means uh, the scoreboard that you see, all of the numbers, uh, fourth down, everything that's up on the board is something that we can alter inside of a computer. We can change the text the fonts, the size of everything, and completely design our own scoreboard. So we've also started live streaming, uh, or not really streaming, but doing a live feed of video cameras uh, to the video board, where we keep a scoreboard up on the right side of the board, but then we can zoom in on people on the field, and we have photos that we play for introductions, and then some cool little, little animations for touchdowns and first downs. So someone sits at the computer and plays all that stuff, and I help design it. Well, if you haven't been out and seen the video board, it is professional quality. You forget you're out of high school. So great job with that. The only other question, when you got a guy like Adam Cool who doesn't know anything about sports running it, how have you been able to work through and overcome that to make it look so good? There's a very specific individual named Joe Vanderkolk that is the man. Um, I I didn't play – well, I played a fair bit of sports when I was younger, so I understand a lot of the rules of it, especially soccer. So I I understand enough of it to know if there is a penalty or um, understanding like a turnover on downs, all of those technical things in football and soccer and lacrosse. So when I'm running it, I – I'm pretty intuitive with it. But if you're not sure what's going on, you can have Joe Vanderkolk right next to you saying, okay, we've, we've got second down and this many yards to go here. So, yeah, he's a great person to help out with it. All right. Well, Carter, it's great seeing you around. It's fun having you. It's, it's fun having you as one of the workers here now, not just a student. So thanks for all the things you're doing to make us better. Thank you. And, oh, and, and looking forward, next weekend – Charlie Brown, musical, you want to be out to see that. Any words about that? Yeah, it looks awesome. The set's already coming together. We've got some really good actors, and every part in it, whether you're an ensemble member or a lead character, has a major role in it. So very fun. It's uh, very joyful, great music. So definitely come out to see it. Friday, 7 o'clock, Saturday at 7 o'clock as well, and then uh, Sunday at 3 o'clock, I believe. All right, and if you were in carpool at the Founders Campus today or down at EBL, you would have seen kids in costumes. So come out and see a show next weekend. 
never a performance around CHCA that is not exceptional. So looking forward to that. Thanks. All right, we got to talk to the beat goes on. Kevin Sockill, proud papa, who had to go change himself after a big touchdown catch. <laughs> and before we talk to him, they've just extended it another 30 minutes. So if you've been listening along, we got some more time. So if you're listening to this and you'd like to be on the radio, drive on out because we got some time to interview people. <laughs> All right, Sockill, let's hear it. Last week got called back. I said I never saw a called back touchdown more on social media than last week. But this time, Ian made the play. Great catch. Talk about it from your vantage. You know, I, I have to attribute it all to um, backyard football. Got to be honest right now. And just all the, all the plays we did in the backyard, that was a route we ran pretty often. So I think he was pretty familiar with it from the beginning. And uh, if there had been a tree there, it would have felt even more real for him because he would have been able to kind of envision it. And great. No, I'm just kidding. What a great play. The whole, I mean, all of them are playing great. It's just a great, uh, good team effort. Um, you know, the, the original or the first touchdown with um, Herman, I mean, you give him a yard, that dude's got stride for days, man. He just opened it up, and that was so fun to watch. And um, this is a fun game to watch. Um, yeah, I'm, of course I'm proud of, of Ian, and you can hear me screaming in the stands. And so – my wife and I just yelling. My in-laws are in town as well. Glad that they were able to see, um, you know, Ian play uh, as well as he's playing. So it's just a fun game. It's fun to watch. So I'm super proud of all the players, really. Well, we talked with Coach this week, and he said he's really excited about the sophomore class, about the things they're doing. And he said, keep an eye on them this year. They're just going to keep stepping up, and that really rang true tonight. So congratulations. Big game by Ian so far. What do we got? Dean, why don't we do some score updates from around the city? Um, we've got, as you can imagine, several other weather delays around the city. However, some very big games on the Division One side. St. X is up 6 nothing on Coleraine at halftime. We've got Cubcast leading Cooper, 27 nothing. Just getting ready to – actually, that's also at halftime. Elder is playing against Indianapolis Cathedral. It looks like at Indianapolis Cathedral. They're 21-20 leading at half. Scrolling to Winton Woods up 28-14 on the Wolves. I'm actually not quite sure who, who the Wolves are, but Winton Woods up 28-14. Actually, uh, that's, uh, well, it uh, looks like Moeller's up on Trinity 21-14. to Moeller over Louisville Trinity, another, another big cross-state showdown. East Central out of Indiana playing Harrison. That's a border rival there on the uh, Ohio-Indiana Indiana border, East Central up 21-14. Indiana winning that one. So that's the scores I have. Um, use uh, at TSFootball. That's tristatefootball.com is a uh, social media site where people can, people can send in scores from around the city. Another score I'm sure people are paying attention to, the Brewers are up 4-1 top of the fifth against the Washington Nationals. So for all you Cincinnati fans who – don't have the joy of feeling what it's like to be in a pennant race. Come along and watch the Brewers uh, try to make a run here. I believe I saw there are two games in the wild card right now. Up, up two games are the second wild card. So congratulations to your guys, Dean. Hopefully they wrap that up. Could make for a really nice fall. So, Joel, anything big going on at school this week? Want to tell us a little bit about the pep rally? 
Uh, yeah, that was very exciting. Um, shortened bells by a little bit. Um, everyone coming together as one, uh, as a community today was really cool to see. Um, a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling. Um, Adam Atala, the trainer, to pump us all up, that was uh, really cool to hear. But just uh, how he stressed community at our school is just uh, one great thing and one, just one of the many things that I love about this school is that we all uh, come out to support each other with what we do. If you give Adam Atala a microphone, you've got a pep rally. <laughs> like pep rally in a can. Had a little... Uh... <laughs> We are on the stage in the theater with a tug-of-war match between four girls from volleyball versus four girls from soccer, and every coach is just sitting there thinking, don't get hurt. <laughs> and one girl bounced off the wall when they let go, but I think everybody came out of it all right. got to go soccer on that, Dean. Who ended up winning? Soccer it was. It <laughs> so soccer won that. He made the crowd participate by going to one side or the other, and it was pretty pretty stacked in favor of uh, soccer. So I was waiting to see if they were going to do some guy sports, but they kept it to one, uh, to one. Ooh, it could have been a faculty one. Sawkiller has been in some rough workouts this week. They might add him up there. All right, gentlemen. Well, what are your – we got a line on this. What are the odds of this one moving forward tonight? Lightning looks like it's getting more frequent. And getting closer, so I don't know. I wouldn't say it looks strong right now. Joey, the radar agrees with you. We got we got storms moving up from the south. The cell continues to grow. It's getting ready to cross the Ohio River, and it's heading straight towards us. <laughs> Look at the radar. That storm looks like Mardi Gras. If this game does get postponed, which is looking more and more likely, this game will be replayed tomorrow or, sorry, continued um, at a time to be agreed upon. So we'll see if we can get some more detail on that. As I look around, the CETA parking lot is pretty much still full. So I think between the area around the the uh, concession stands and the theater commons and probably Silver Spring uh, CHCA crowds hanging out waiting to see what's going to happen with this one Dean we had this exact same scenario it was the second game of the year my junior year we were playing Madeira uh, we had a lightning storm it was actually the beginning of the third quarter I don't know if there's any indication they picked up the game at 10 a.m. the next day so if History repeats itself. Well, you're looking at a, a mid-morning game tomorrow. Every time you see lightning, it starts the 30-minute program. I was, again. I was hoping for a later start than that, but we'll see. We shall <laughs> see. I think, uh, I think the refs are involved and the, and the ADs as well. Again, I know there's an Ohio State game on at noon. They might want to get it finished before then. We'll see. There aren't a lot of sleep-in days around here. and was hoping for one as we started the <laughs> – Labor Day weekend, but that might be for naught. We shall see. Well, the stadium has pretty much cleared out. A few people sitting over on the grassy knoll. The drums have been left. A couple coaches on the sideline. A couple kids running the track. But otherwise, it's, uh, it's dead out here. 
Well, when you look at this Eagles schedule this year, once we move past this weekend's game, we have the big one next week at Wyoming, which is probably going to be the toughest game we play all year. And when we go from that point, again, if you know Eagle football, it's always a bit of a stroll through the conference games. But as you guys look at the schedule, knowing who's bringing whom back, what's the rest of this year look like for the Eagles, in your opinion? I think the game we play against Trimble out there, the travel game, is going to be real important. They've got a young team, but they've got a really strong program. They've been in state championship game recently, and they've got a strong rival against a school called Nelsonville, York, which is usually a nip-and-tuck game, and they beat them pretty good last week. So it looks like the Trimble Tomcats will be tough, which will be an important game because if we don't be an 8-9-10 win team, likely. So that would be an important game. It would be an interesting game and a travel game, probably a three-hour run out there. I think it's past Athens, so hopefully we we a nice fan caravan out there. But that's going to be an important game, and be interesting to see who in the league, how everybody in the league is. And Miami Valley Christian gets some players back. Summit's always going to be a tough game. I haven't seen Norwood play this year, but they always are going to have some tough kids. And so we'll see. And you just want to try to win every game and take them one at a time. Summit lost their first one this year. By a point against Purcell, it was 15-14. Um, so that's going to be one. Uh, it's always a tough rivalry match. What's uh, Wyoming doing here tonight? Looks like Wyoming's up 7 nothing defensive battle at halftime, which is also in a lightning delay. Um, but uh, looks like there's been a lot of, lot of defensive back and forth, a lot of sacks I'm reading here. Uh, Wyoming's up 7 nothing on tap. That's at Taft? Uh, yes. Yes. Well, we still keep seeming to get intermittent lightning. So I have no idea where we would be in the 30-minute program. We just started another one. Oh, it's not looking good. Indian Hill players are running out to pick up the gear and coolers and things from the bench. Either they ran out of drinks or they know something that we don't. For all of you that are down by the concession stand area, under shelter there. Split the pot is still going on over there. Find them, and you may play split the pot. Just thought I'd tell you. Just saw more lightning. Well, look who is here. I was looking down on the field, and I thought, man, that looks like Millette. And sure enough, He's still at Sycamore, but we still think of him as an eagle right down the road. 
So he's on our extension campus. Mr. Millette, what do you got to say for yourself? I've got a feeling that this second half is going to get played tomorrow in the morning. So uh, I like our chances kind of overnight. As long as we don't give anything up with this minute left, I think we might have a little comeback going on. I like it. Can I ask you a school question? Sure. Tell me about the unleashing this year of the school within a school over at Sycamore. I've been keeping my eye on it. I've been talking to Principal Mater about it, and I want to get over there and see it up close. Tell me, tell the people listening a little bit about what this is and how this is charting the future of education. Okay, so Innovation Lab. Right now we have current freshmen, sophomores, who it is not – it's not going to be a typical bell schedule day so that uh, like basically we have a group and it's about, I think we've got about a hundred, 120 students and they are all in kind of in a one light area and that there's in structures, excuse me, instruction. That's basically um, kind of um, at their, at their own times and that there's a lot of flexibility pretty much students can kind of um, learn at their own pace. A lot of times it's a lot more accelerated than what we've seen in the uh, typical school day. And so for those students, more of a non-traditional style, I think it's something that makes sense to see because you kind of hear these items, but like if you go there and see it, you'll, you'll get an idea of what that looks like. We just started it, so it's been two and a half weeks, um, but I've heard good things. We, uh, we, I read last summer, Most Likely to Succeed, which talks about new models of thinking about education, project-based learning, individualized learning, collaboration and learning, teaching soft skills other than just the traditional classroom. Like going back to the 17 and 1800s? It, it would go much further back than that. It's, it's, it's going to Socratic style, mentor relationships, breaking down the artificial boundaries of a math class, a science class, a, a social, it, it's interdisciplinary, you're working at your own pace. Technology gives the ability for kids to be able to track what they know, where their gaps are. So instead of teaching a whole class saying, no, we're all going over this again, students can have individualized plans. I mean, if you think about it, saying, well, like, every kid at this age should be at this point, at this age should be at this point, just kids learn at their own pace. Why is high school a four-year thing? Could be two and a half, could be five and a half. And so we're, there's, there's High Tech High out in San Diego doing this kind of thing. So to have a program within a program doing it, we're excited to come over and get a look at what you guys are doing. And some of the parts that I work with, too, is the college and career planning. And so there is a college credit plus involved there where students can actually get some college credit. Um, if not, you know, getting a year or two ahead in college if they would want to do that. And that's definitely that, that, that way through this innovation that they can do that as well. So just a lot of interesting things. Very, very cool. Very, very forward-thinking. And, um, you know, we'll see Ladies how it goes. Ladies and gentlemen. I love it. We're looking forward to it, but back to the game. Picked up right where we left off tomorrow morning here 
10 a.m. Again, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Jacksville calls it. We're starting at 10. Hopefully the Leaning Eagle is open to get your coffee as you pull in. But we'll be coming back here tomorrow, 10 o'clock. One minute left in the first half. So the Eagles can think about it. Extended uh, halftime. Break down some film. And we're going to have to get another one on the Blog Talk Radio for our program schedule tomorrow, 10 to 1. So, with Chaxfield, Ashbrook, now Millette, and now Leland, all in the booth, we're going to sign off here, and we'll see you tomorrow morning. With the Eagles trailing Indian Hill 30-21 to 21 in a very entertaining First half. Good night, everybody.